Welcome. You're listening to Living Faith Podcast. Starry skies, see your hand in time, and mine to lead me through the night. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me. In previous sessions, I spoke about Jesus' credentials and his three invitations as recorded in Matthew 11. To all the weary and heavy burden, Jesus offers, Come to me, take my yoke upon you, and let me teach you. Each of these are divinely beneficial to everyone who accepts them. In concluding that segment, I asked a couple of questions. One, how do we accept Jesus' invitations? And two, what can we expect when we do? I'll address that second question in the next video. But for this session, I want to ask these questions. What does it look like when people respond to Jesus? What things happen in us as we move closer to him? And how do I accept the divine internship that he offers? Now, I believe that there are five reactions that must take place inside us as we accept Jesus' invitations. We must believe, desire, confess, worship, and surrender. At the conclusion, I want you to know this. At the end of this video, I'm going to invite you to pray. I'm going to invite you to apply what we talk about and have a time of communication with God in prayer. So get your mindset ready for that even now. Now, those who accept Jesus' invitations first have to believe. I know that sounds overly simple, but before there's any response on our part, we've got to believe that God is interested in us and that he promises in his word is true for us. In Hebrews 11:6, it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Faith, belief, it's got to be personal. I must have faith that his promises are available for me. When responding to God, my first internal reaction's got to be, this is real and it's for me. Now, after belief, there needs to be desire. As we just saw in Hebrews 11, he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now, the only way to receive anything from God is to desire it. I have to want it. Remember, he's humble and gentle. He doesn't force himself on anyone. More than being curious or merely interested, we must sincerely desire. There's got to be something that says, I have got to have what God has for me. Now, when a person moves to partner with Jesus, to be yoked with him and follow his leading, that person has to confess that her previous direction was imperfect. To follow in Jesus' direction, I, I change my own direction. When accepting his invitation, I'm being yoked to him. It's not that he is being yoked to me. So when agreeing to Jesus' gracious offer, we confess that our previous life wasn't all that it could be. We confess 
We've made mistakes. We've got faults and we are anxious to partner with him. In biblical terminology, this is known as repentance. Now, as we respond to Jesus with belief, desire, and repentance, we then progress to worship. Oftentimes, hearing the word worship, people think about songs and guitars and a bunch of folks singing together, and that's certainly a regular practice of worship. But worship is more than singing or other actions. Worship is an attitude. Throughout the Bible, worship is associated with bowing, kneeling, or even lying flat on the ground. Now, these positions illustrate an attitude that the worshiper has toward the Lord. Beyond any physical position or practice, those who worship recognize themselves as inferior to Almighty God. That's the attitude that inspired John the Baptist to write, He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth, and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. Worship, that's the attitude that caused the angels in Isaiah's vision to proclaim, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And that's the attitude of the heavenly elders recorded in Revelation. You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and they exist because you created what you pleased. You know, as we approach Jesus in worship, we focus on his greatness in relation to our not-so-greatness. In this attitude, we respond to Jesus' invitation with, with words like these. Jesus, you are wonderful. You are awesome. You are loving and kind and merciful. Thank you, Lord, for reaching to me. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for forgiving me of my faults and mistakes. We might say, I praise you, Jesus. Thank you for this incredible opportunity to be with you. It's, it's words like these that express our worship. Now, as we embrace a worship attitude, it becomes easy to transition to this last perspective, which is surrender. Jesus' invitation to take his yoke is more than being connected to him. It means being attached or bound to him. When accepting Jesus' invitation, we're confessing, I turn myself over to you. I'm yielding my will, my determination to you. I surrender to you. Figuratively, we're bowing our heads and allowing his yoke to be fitted to our lives. When we do so, we might pray as the songwriter penned, All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. In those thoughts, with those perspectives, it feels like an attitude and a time for prayer. And I'm inviting you right now as this video concludes, to walk through belief, 
desire, confession, worship, and surrender. Have a conversation with God. Open yourself to receiving the invitations that He's extended. Let's see what God will do in every life as we talk to Him from these perspectives. You've been listening to the Living Faith Everett podcast series. Tune in next week for the next part of the series, or join us online at livingfaithministries.church.